Great. Perfect. Excellent. Love it. Love it. My nipples are rock hard. Excellent. I'm excited to be coming home tomorrow. Oh, cool. Um, I'm excited I- to hopefully test out of COVID tomorrow. Mazel Um, I technically was a singing prop in front of Pete Buttigieg, so that was cool. What? I went to go see Spamalot, and I was in the seat that they picked to bring on stage. That's good. And so they brought me on stage, and they were like, and they're like, it's your moment. You get to sing now. And then I had to sing something, and I sang. And apparently I was the first person to actually sing because everyone else just goes like, found. What, what are you supposed to sing? Found. You're supposed to go, found. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember that part of Spam a lot. It's new. They added it to this production. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. You're not allowed to add things to musicals. You're not allowed to change them. They're made once, and we never move them again. No, you're literally only allowed to with the Express. They probably brought the book writer back. The book writer is my friend's dad. What? Yeah, Eric. Oh, yeah. I always forget that you call Eric Idol Eric because you think it's a normal fucking thing to do. Because he's Eric to me. He's Lily's dad. I don't care. You You know his daughter? Yeah, Lily. She's a good friend of mine. Lily's dad is named Eric Idol. <laughs> You've met her. I have? I have. Yes, you have. You hung out with her at my at my rent birthday party. Dude, I don't remember the rent birthday party. I was I was out of it. Wait, what birthday party was it? David had a rent birthday. I had a rent-themed birthday party when I was having themed birthday parties. I think your last birthday party was also <laughs> rent-themed. It was karaoke, so it just became rent-themed. <laughs> It's always a rent-themed birthday party. I was like, anytime I've hung out with David, it's (laughs) rent-themed. You say that like it's a bad thing. It is a bad thing. Fuck rent. I'll never forget when I was in high school, the theater program I used to, like, do in the summers almost did Rent Junior. And the choreographer was like, can you believe they almost did that? What did they die of in Rent Junior? Gingivitis. Welcome back to This Toxic Fandom, where we ramble for approximately 47 hours about the newest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 5, Episode 6, Snatch Game. Slim it down to a cool 90 minutes, lend it straight to your ear holes. Say cheerio, Toxic fans. Cheerio. Cheerio. Introduce yourself, Toxic fans. Hello, governor. Well, it's Snatch Game again, and that doesn't happen every goddamn season. My name's Stephen Pope. I'm your professional hobbit, your podcast dad. And you know what? Out of all the Snatch Games I've seen this year, and I've seen a handful, this might be the best one. Moving on to our beautiful co-host, who is hopefully in Los Angeles by the time you're listening to this. If I'm not, we have bigger problems. Um, Hi, I'm David Gorin, and tonight I made my Broadway debut as a singing prop. And I once got told my Snatch Game is the best. Jolie. <laughs> you, you've been sitting on that one for a minute, haven't you, buddy? My snatch game? Uh, no, that'd be painful. Ow. Gross. Okay. I only feel like it's painful if you put something really large in your snatch game. That was the original concept for the snatch game. You know, you had to throw stuff in it, and then you had to see how much you could throw in there, and then you had to sit on it, and this is a really gross joke that I'm regretting. I'm pretty um, sure that's just the plot of Ender's Game. <laughs> okay. What is Ender's right, so- Game? 
Wait, oh, it's a it's famous a famous sci-fi, sci-fi novel. novel written yeah. by a homophobe, but it's like the gayest thing ever. It's so gay. That shower scene is the gayest thing I've ever read. The whole ever series. Read. And I read it knowing that he at one point said, I think of my bug alien race as the gays. And I like that they get exterminated, which is wild because that's thematically not how you're supposed to feel about the bug alien race getting exterminated. They're objectively tragic. You know what? Never mind. We're not talking. This is not a Scott Card <laughs> podcast. Orson Scott Card. Orson. I can't remember his fucking name. He's a non-person to me like Perez Hilton. Perez Hilton and Orson Scott Card, the two genders. <laughs> Gross. No, thank you. We've technically seen four Snatch games this year, mm-hmm. just in the English-speaking ones, because uh, we had two on season 15. So we've, had, we've seen five Snatch games this year. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. Fuck. Then we had we had a Of Love. Right. We had a Down Under. And now this one. Yeah. And now this one. And I think that while this is probably the best one, it's also the one that is the weakest, if that makes Like, I think the winners of all of the other Snatch games were better than the winner of this Snatch game. But I think that the Snatch game quality in general was higher. The only thing is the wrong person won in my heart this episode. But. I mean, that we're, I, I agree, but I also disagree. But I also, I think the worst thing about this episode is the runway, I'll be honest. <laughs> I must concur. I, I was the have, tightest Snatch? Um, it was a pretty tight snatch. It was not a tight snatch. I th- well, actually, you know what? Well, you know what? What? Let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. Before we even get to Snatch Game, we have to talk about how all of our one true loves, Banksy, is gone now. Yes. I'm, I was thinking about that because we all fell in love with Banksy. Banksy really just kind of took the fandom and she's gone. I know. I, I didn't watch season six, season seven live. But I have to imagine this is what it felt like when Max or Trixie went home the first time. It kind of does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. David, you didn't watch Seven Live either, right? Yeah, I did. No, it was my first season. It was. Yeah. Oh, we okay. watched it together. For some reason, was, I thought you your first was season first. was nice. No, that was my first uh, season. Oh my god! Speaking of season nine, so I went to go see Spam a lot tonight, okay. and they have a Sasha Valore season nine finale joke i mean is it just someone doing the thing no, or they go it, like, do they reference they go take it to the runway uh category is i forget what they say and then does the like i get so emotional like flower petals falling down the effect this queen has had on the world i mean she is culture um, yeah like i just it's one of those things where i saw that and i was like i don't know how many like, people i'll get never this, forget but amazing like i will never forget watching season nine with my now ex-boyfriend who'd never seen it before and we got to that moment and he went oh i know this or even with when i watch it with michaela who is a mostly straight woman who doesn't like soak in gay culture when she saw that moment she saw the outfit she went i know it's about to happen like it's just it is culture yeah it broke the stratosphere yeah. It was so cool watching it when it happened. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget. I, w- I didn't watch season nine live either because VH1 has a bad app. <laughs> and I, um, my friend, when I went to watch it, after the fact, went, oh, you'll love it. Valentina's my favorite winner. And honestly, <laughs> the single best thing 
if you know anyone who's watching through Drag Race for the first time, I love that. Let that slip because it <laughs> is a delight. It is actively one of the gaggiest things of all time to see Valentino to mm-hmm. to have heard Valentino wins a season, and then to have that <laughs> gag happen. So many gags. I remember when she's failed her lip sync on season nine there's that video of the live reaction at like mickey's it's cinema it's beautiful but we're not talking about that we're talking about season five at uk i just remembered that ethan slater is in this show he's dating ariana grande who's ethan slater and was it why is ariana grande being brought up what huh i'm confused ariana grande is being brought up because that was the song that valentino went oh, home you're right. on i was and like you know what is going on love? And Ethan Slater is the guy who... Knows that she's greedy for love. Exactly. <laughs> uh, who is he playing in Spamalot? Is he like the Christian Borel role? Yes, thank you. He's I was going to say, role. he's so poorly cast in that. Just as far as like nothing in that show being right for him. But this is not a musical podcast. We are not doing that again. I let you both have it last week. Last week, I let you have it because it was on theme. But this week, we are not that gay. Well, we are that gay, but we're not that type of gay. We're a different flavor of gay this week. <laughs> and David, stop showing your wicked mug in my face. Get it out. Shoot. Shoot. David, what kind of medium are we in right now? A An non-visual. <laughs> yes. We're brought to you in Smell-O-Vision. <laughs> you don't want that? I haven't left my room in a week. My room in a week. I've been cleaning all day. And I'm speaking into a sock I just wore. <laughs> We're disgusting. We are vile. David, admitting that on camera is embarrassing. We're on mic, not camera. (laughs) Who's Mike? (sighs) And why are we on him? (laughs) Well, okay. So let's go back to Banksy real quick, because her elimination feels not wrong, but like weird. Never, Never has an early out had such aggressive main character energy. Yeah. For real. For fucking real. Like, is she an early out? I mean, at the end of the day, this is the midway point. It's still early. Okay. There are two people who haven't won challenges yet. While there were like five badges by the time she went out, or six badges, three of them got given out on the same week. Mm. So like, it's only, going out on week four is an early out moment. Fair. Not to mention, she's only the third elimination. Also that. No one got eliminated. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. No one got eliminated at Stonewall this year. <laughs> David, you'd generally like to read what the girl wrote on the mirror. Uh, you want to share what Banksy wrote? I would love to. It says, love you, sisters. All hail the rat queen, Banksy. Why the rat queen? I don't know. Her entrance look. Her entrance you're look. Ra- you're right. The you're rat right. stole. rats on the shoe. Oh, right. All I could think of was um, rat scratch fever. I'm going to guess that like rats are more of a thing in her like actual aesthetic. I also genuinely wonder if Banksy is one of those girls who doesn't really perform but instead is like I show up for the aesthetic I mean maybe possibly but she gave a good lip sync so no she didn't hey 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 you said she gave one of the most dramatic moments in lip sync history last week yeah and a bad lip sync it was okay all right maybe she needs some time to cook with the lip syncs but I don't know. I hope to see her on that rumored international all-stars or maybe. I would love to see Banksy again. I think Banksy could compete in like a regular season. I think so too. I mean, it would be nice if like the way that things are going, if they did bring 
some queens onto like regular seasons and given them another shot in the u.s where they can build a bigger fan base in theory we all talked about hollywood star uh when we were doing down under for almost the exact same reason so i'd love it it'd be so cool same she's just cool she's cool drag which is not a it's a relatively new thing in my opinion and she's fun she's fun she's dramatic she's good television in honor of banksy let's all walk away from her elimination very quickly All right, all right, because we do have a lot to cover this week. You're absolutely right. Yes. Because it's, it's like I said, it's Snatch Game. But also, so, there's a moment where Kara is talking about it, and she's like, you know, I grew to like her. And I'm like, was there Banksy Kara drama off screen that we didn't get? Ooh. Do they just not like each other in real life? Because they, they, they knew each other. I was going to say, I think it's probably that, but also um, the week before with the like throwing under the bus car did throw under the bus but like even yeah. then that was like the only and that was the only piece of drama they had had so when Kara made that point of saying that i was like what's going on here <laughs> also it... vicky's outfit both isn't blue it is fully just silver metallics and the lights on stage are so blue that it looked blue on camera that's wild. funny just wild and it looks way better without the hit piece it like, really she was does. sitting down without the hip piece, and I was like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. I like this. But then it's just a mirrored bodysuit. Eh. I mean, all she wore this week was a bodysuit. True. We'll get to it. Hey, that's not true. She also wore some buckwild makeup, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, and right now we have to talk about something very important. The fact that Kate Butch wants a badge. Yeah, so bad, <laughs> like... I'll give her credit where credit's due. She's not coming off as, like, desperation. It's not Miss Cracker season 10 where she was like, if I don't win soon, I'm going to, I'm going to pop. I'm going to explode. I'm going to kill. But she's like, where's my fucking win? Where's my win? Okay, two things. One, Cracker started doing that, like, at the week she won. (laughs) Cracker went crazy at makeovers which was like top six um disagree but two if you're gonna talk about someone going crazy about wanting a badge (laughs) yeah who really wants a badge let's be honest but like except for cheryl hall yeah cheryl hall um she's never gonna get a badge (laughs) nah again if you if she tries to order one uh it just she gets a little room mail saying absolutely the fuck not it's an anish kapoor Stuart simple situation where it's like if you buy a badge you have to legally declare that you're not cheryl hole if you do your credit card gets declined exactly and also your fico credit score goes down but i also think that snatch game is the week you need to start being like okay i need points on the board like yeah, yeah once you've hit snatch game that's when girls start being peeled off and kate butch has the unfortunate thing of They've done the closest thing they might do to a stand-up challenge, and she didn't win it. Now they've done Snatch Game, and she didn't win it. Like, there are only so many comedy challenges, and she hasn't won one yet. She's not janning out of no. sobbing because she lost the rusical. I mean, because Britta went home. I mean, because she lost the rusical. <laughs> but there is a real thing of, like, I've been doing well. I'm on an upward trajectory. But if I don't put points on the board soon, I'm doomed. Yeah. They're going to pick Ginger as the comedy queen this season who gets to be famous. 
fair. I was just I was just saying, like, I really liked the fact that she wants the points and she's not delusional about like I deserve a fucking flower, but she's not coming off like Jan or anything. No, like that. but I also I think like it's that. interesting because like one thing that I was very much getting from her is she's kind of like I know I'm not going to win, but I'd like to get a flower to sort of show that I am worthy because I think that there is something to be said about if you are a queen who goes home, even if you've stayed for a while, even if you've gotten high praise, if you don't have a win, you're just not seen as, like, worthy. Jomber's blonde. Sugar cane. Yeah. Yeah. Sugar deserves better. Yeah. Sugar's a very unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about Sugarcane's entire run on Drag Race was just unfortunate. Yeah. Almost as unfortunate as RuPaul coming in dressed as a gay Christmas present. <laughs> what uh, was this outfit? Um, it was a pink pussy bow. Is that what it's called? It's called a pussy bow, yeah. Pussy no. bow? Pussy bow, yeah. Does that just mean does that just mean it's a fake pill of a suit? <laughs> Jacket little pussy bow. Oh. That's very funny. We're not a musical podcast, Pope. <laughs> That, that was an album, first of all. How fucking dare you? Yeah, it was an original cast album. It was a great album. Ugh. And that also won a Grammy. Um, no, but that's what it's called. Like, the the thing, like, when you have a shirt that has that tie around it, it's called the Pussy Bow. I've never seen it outside of, like... Okay, that's not true. I, I've been to West Hollywood. I've seen them. I've just never seen it on TV. Hope you LARP. <laughs> Are there Pussy Bows in LARPing? It feels like a LARPing thing. I just went through my ca- I went through my Rolodex and I was like, wait a second. Joe's right. I have. I, and I've seen this. So I'm like I'm gonna shut the fuck up. I'm like, I play Baldur's Gate 3. That's one that's one step up from Asterian. I love my mean twink vampire husband. I again can't get behind Asterian because he gets mad at you when you wanna free the slaves. Because they're offering to be yours. <laughs> No? No! It's okay, not even that. that. It's that literally <laughs> all you have to do is there's a part where you get to a large pile of dead slaves. Oof. And if you look sad on the pile, Asterian has a disapprove. No! My husband, no! Well, you know what? Halson's my husband. Asterian's our side piece, but that's beside the point. Uh, Ast- Halson is so hot. We'll talk. I have no dog in this fight, and this is not Sadly, a video this game. Look, it's podcast. actually a bear. <laughs> <laughs> so Kara is scared of not Asterian, but she's or Baldur's Gate, but she is scared of Snatch Game, and understandably so because Kara. I think Kara is funny. I think Kara has a lot of personality and a lot of charisma, but this isn't about being necessarily funny. It's about being good at Snatch playing game. a character and Snatch Game. So. And it's also fair to say that, like, she did completely shit the bed when it came to the reading challenge. Yeah. She did. All of her worst moments have been in comedy challenges thus far. Yeah. So it makes sense for her to be like, this isn't my bag. My bag is that I'm beautiful and fierce. And that Tamara has never seen me play Dionne Warwick, so how do I know if I'm good at it? (laughs) This is true. If Tamara doesn't see it, does it make a sound? Let's get into who these people are playing. I love when Rue's doing the walkthrough, and he's like, what's your favorite Dionne Warwick song? Name literally one other Dionne Warwick song. I mean, (laughs) that was hilarious. Do you know the way to San Jose? Walk on by. I say a little prayer for you. David, is this your way of telling us you want to play Dionne Warwick in the Snatch Game? (laughs) I would have to study her Twitter quite a bit, but... Is she on Twitter? 
oh my god, she's amazing on Twitter. She like reads people for filth on Twitter. Yeah, I'm like that's what I know. Dion Warwick is <laughs> no, more like, from do, Twitter at this point. Do you guys know who t- who Tim Heidecker is? Yes, the name rings a bell. Uh, Tim and Eric. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. So out of nowhere, she like wrote on Twitter like, "My dear friend Tim Heidecker started a podcast and didn't invite me on." She doesn't know Tim Heidecker, and Tim Heidecker like called her bluff and brought her on his podcast. That's hilarious and insane, and, <laughs> and then, I stand. And then did and then did um, a Jep Rudy with her about like facts about him, and she was like, I-, "I don't know," but she was just like so down to play ball. It was amazing. Okay, so Dion Warwick slays respect for Dion Warwick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was a smart choice because it's definitely something RuPaul knows, and yeah. as we've discussed, you pick something RuPaul at least has a ballpark knowledge. That's why it's insane that Dee Delicious was like, I'm either going to be Lady C or Julia Fox. I think I'm going to pick Julia Fox because I think that's who RuPaul is going to know better. David, do you know who Julia Fox is? Uncut Jams? Yeah, she was Josh Safdie's muse in Uncut Jams. Yeah. Oh, that's her? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Uncut Jams. Uncut Jams. That is, Um, because she's like, she's had some TikTok virality recently. And I'm like, yeah, literally the only thing Dee Dee Licious knows about her is the TikTok sound from a year ago when this was filmed. I loved it. Where as soon as Dee Dee mentions TikTok, you can just see, it's like when we talk about video games in front of David, it's just like, nope. Oh, that's (laughs) not true. I smile politely. You do smile politely. We'll give you that one. Like, uh-huh. uh, I mean, you Rue did basically just, just go, I'm already bored when we were talking about our love of Halcyon. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved that. It was... Rue seems to be having a good time. Yeah, because he doesn't have any money on the line. Um, <laughs> but, Neither uh, do these queens. Exactly. Um, Tam- Tamara picking Robin Williams is the stupidest thing that anyone's ever done. And the fact that she was praised for it makes me mad. I don't get it oh i get it completely so can you explain yeah of course i can explain robin williams has never seen dion warwick that is such a fuck <laughs> david the late this is such a crunchy crunch rap supreme of a bad joke like this joke is awful but there's like so many layers of it that just oh my god it is it's impenetrable it's impenetrably bad i'm impressed i'm honestly impressed thank you <laughs> Picking a comedian is always a bad choice because it's hard to make a comedian funny without just doing their bits. Look at what Michael Mulroney did. But picking quite possibly one of the most gifted comedians, actors, improvisers, who is not freshly dead, but still recently enough dead that making a joke that has anything to do with that or disrespects him feels wrong and then not doing anything that could be considered a good robin williams impression other than a vague mrs doubtfire voice is insane and it's not even a very good yeah i mean it's the thing that i thought was funny was that she was like oh i'm robin williams and i'm like why didn't you just say that you're mrs doubtfire no she said she was mrs doubtfire yeah but then they even said said she was mrs doubtfire yeah but then on the card it said robin Williams. you're not allowed to yeah, so that's actually for copyright reasons. Oh. Like you can't be the copyrighted character, but you can be the actor who played them and be basically doing an impersonation of that. Oh, so that's why Michael Mulroney was Catherine Tate in two different characters. 
while we're still writing Catherine Tate. Okay. Um, it's also why you say that you're playing Eartha Kit and then you just do cat stuff. <laughs> uh, I, I I was trying to remember what Acid Betty said about that, but I can't remember. Um, or why, yeah, no, that's yeah, that's a old thing. Or Uzo, I, I like it. Or Uzo Aduba, um, when you're just playing Crazy Eyes, like Fair. you literally have to say you're the actor, not the character. Um, or Uzo Aduba when you're just playing Carol Channing. Hey, hey, hey! Bob delivered two perfect snatch games. I must agree. One. Yeah, that yeah. was a great great snatch game oh one other thing that i have to say about bob because bob just can't and i say this as a compliment cannot not steal a moment okay bob is on tour with madonna no yeah bob is um opening for her and then she does like a vogue number and bob is in it wait did you not know this pope because david's mentioned this like three times on the podcast david mentions madonna and it's by video games okay first of all no that's lana del rey god damn it you took my joke um (laughs) Anyways, um, Bob has better Madonna tour merch than Madonna does. <laughs> and, like, I'm not even kidding. Like, literally his tour merch for this tour is him dressed as Madonna. <laughs> and I'm not wearing a kimono. Seriously. Is it, like, the look he did for the Night of a Thousand Madonnas? What was the look that he did for the Night of a Thousand Madonnas? I don't remember. Uh, Boy Scouts. Yeah, the Boy Scout no, uh, protest it's, one. Um, it's the Vogue performance from the VMAs. So it's like the Marie Antoinette look. Oh, it's cool. gorgeous. Like, I literally saw that and I was like, I want this more than anything Madonna is making right now. I love it. I love it. I want Bob to do another Snatch game one day. When they do All Winners again, bring back Bob. They're probably going to do All Winners so much more often now. Yeah, probably. Because I, All Stars is dying. Womp womp. So speaking of All Winners... Ginger is Barbara Cartland, and I don't know who this is. Uh, she's a novelist, right? A romance novelist. Yeah. Okay. A dame. And there's nothing like a dame. <laughs> it seems like she's akin to Judy Collins. Oh, the, that's the woman who wrote, like, uh, The Secret of Great Sex. No, not Judy Collins. Jackie Collins. I also don't know who that is. She is, um... Is she, like, Nora Ephron? No. She's, like, Does a she write wolf romance porn? novelist. Wolf porn? We're not getting into that. We're not getting into that. We're not getting into that. I'm not going ABO here. ABO? I'm not explaining that to you right now. We'll do that later. So It's a staple of wolf porn. I hate you so much. I feel like a silver bullet means something very different in wolf porn. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it does, but it should. That's good. It should. should. David, maybe you should write wolf porn. (laughs) Do it. Do it. So next up is Kate Bush doing Kate. Kate Butch. Butch doing Kate Bush. <laughs> no, you were correct. You said Bush the first time. I know. Nope, you yeah. said Bush. I heard Bush. I, think so. I heard Bush. You always hear Bush. I do. David loves Bush. Um, you heard it here first. Actually, no. I love No Doubt, and I don't stand Bush because Gavin Rossdale is not very was not good to Gwen Stefani. What? Well, that was a very deep cut, my friend. Uh, and the first cut is the deepest. Bush is Gavin Rossdale's band. <laughs> yes, I, I got that. I don't know who Gavin whatever is. It's your video games. <laughs> anyway. No, that's Lana Del Rey. <laughs> so immediately, there's a lot of praise put on Kate and a lot of pressure put on Kate because this is what Kate does. She's funny. She's irreverent. She knows how to be in a moment and be there and be funny. I'm immediately like, oh, no, she's in the bottom. She's not, listeners. She's not. 
spoiler alert, but like mm-hmm. I was they mentioned that and I'm like, ah fuck. Bye Kate. I wasn't worried. There was something very weird where I was watching it and she explained how she was gonna do Kate Bush and she was like, Oh, she's just very cockney and I'm gonna play that up and I was like, She knows what she's doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's got this. And then we have Vicky Vivacious, who's gonna be Fanny Cardic Crotic. I don't know, she's a mean cooking lady. We've only ever had one cooking person do well on Snatch Game. Mary Berry? No. no, Microwave lady. Yeah, Microwave. Mary Berry is the second high. Like, the most you place otherwise is safe with cooking people and lower. Should we add that to the list? Because on the list right now, I have the things to not do for Snatch Game. On that list is Lady Gaga, Beyonce, anyone who's internet famous. Should we add anyone who cooks? I mean, it's not just cooking. Cooking is a bad idea in general because then you're just making food puns and no one wants that. The bigger thing that she makes a mistake of that you should never do in Snatch Game is she plays an inherently negative character with a negative worldview. Yeah. And no one wants to watch a Snatch Game where you're a bitch. The only good Snatch Games where that has worked have been like, Nina Bonina Brown? I was going to say, no, I'd say like Judge Judy and uh, Alexis Michelle's B. Arthur. Because I would say other than that, like the Joan Crawford's, Joan Rivers' have both been like quite irreverent and fun. But like, if you're going to just be someone who's like inherently negative and you don't know how to pull yourself out of it, you're doomed. Mm. Uh, it's like when, it's like when Asia O'Hara played Beyonce. Beyonce's on the list. Yeah. Pointing to the list. Beyonce's on it. For that reason. Actually, you know what? Just avoid anyone for, like, Beyonce, Kanye, Kardashians. Just avoid anyone who's, like, in that weird sort of, like, we're very famous and you don't want to touch that sphere. I mean, it's... I think the problem with Beyonce is that there's no way of being casually into Beyonce. That's true. And that makes it very difficult. You either just don't care that much about Beyonce... Or you are very into Beyonce. Um, I'd say I'm a casual Beyonce fan. Yeah, and I would say you're not very into Beyonce. I mean... Like, I think that's the biggest thing, is that, like, unless you are beehive, you're probably at a level of being like, oh, yeah, Beyonce's great, and I don't know much about her. Oh, I know a lot Because she doesn't do interviews, and there's not a lot of, like, things. There's not a lot of, like, clips of her talking in the world. I would say Joe is describing me in regards to Beyonce, because I do like Beyonce, I respect the hell out of her. I think she makes some great music, and that's where it ends, and it's never going to get much deeper than that with me. But I'm also, you know, it takes a lot for me to look at a pop star and go, you, you're going to be my personality for a while. I mean, for me, I think it's just more of, like, I like the music. I There's, like, there's an aspect of her that I love, um, but also it's one of those things where I feel like the issue is the fact that if you were to do a Beyonce and you wanted to make Beyonce funny – you would have to do the um, French fries interview. I don't even know what that is. You've never seen the French fries interview? Send it to me no. later. Oh my God, it's hysterical. Put it on she's the story. Like, I'll put it on the story. She's like, she's like, I don't like cooking. I tried to make French fries. I put them in the pan. And then they were going pop, 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 pop. It's hysterical. I, I kind of want to see this now. But, okay, David, is the Beyonce Fries interview funnier than Tamara's attempt at a southern accent? Yes. <laughs> that accent I thought it was, was so funny. unhinged. It was yeah. so bad. It was the worst thing I think I've ever heard, and I laughed so fucking hard. It was very 
Alyssa Edwards doing Joan Crawford. It was. <laughs> it was. Like, I, that's how I would characterize her entire Robin Williams, was very Alyssa Edwards doing Joan Crawford. That's fair. Um, which I think is a serviceably safe one. But the they heaped praise on her. Yeah, that was maybe my much. biggest problem, is that they just, like, were piling praise on. Wait, wait, who is the... Oh my god, I'm forgetting her name. She was tiny and she did Beyonce. Oh. Oh, Little Kenya Michaels. Little Kenya Michaels. Yeah. Yes. I love her, her Beyonce. Hand. She shit in her hand and threw it at someone. <laughs> uh, she farted in her hand, thank you. And she did at least have an idea. She fell asleep. She had an idea. She was going to play Beyonce <laughs> that was on drugs. She looked at Alexis Mateo's Lil' Kim and was like, oh, I'm going to do that. Was it Lil' Kim? Alicia Keys. Yeah. See, I thought it was based on Yara Sophia's Amy Winehouse. But... <laughs> um, Yara Sophia has been watching a lot of hockey. Ha ha. <laughs> That's never not going to be funny. That's never not going to be funny. The worst, the one thing that makes it not funny is years later, somebody, I think Ross Matthews or someone, referenced Yara Sophia as having a great snatch game. And I'm like, y'all almost set her home for that. How dare you? <laughs> I just think people should do Tyra Banks more often. I was going to say, like many things, it was a flop when it happened. And in hindsight, we recognize it as iconic. Much like the movie Josie and the Pussycats. Fair. I've never seen Josie and the Pussycats, but everyone I knew who saw it's, it when we were younger liked it. It's genius. It's one of, like, and David, I'm saying this with love, who, and I've been your friend for a decade now. It's one of David's, like, five movies where it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. This is one of those five. Yeah. Again, I've I just haven't seen it. It's a movie. No, I'm not I'm not knocking it. I'm At just, what point was I going it. to watch a movie? Fair, fair. So I don't know. Maybe you went to an all female slumber party that you happened to be the only boy at. David, did this happen? I didn't have female friends in elementary school. Oh, that was just me then. Okay. Yeah, that's a <laughs> David, you have a lot of experiences that we're not gonna call universal. We love them, <laughs> but they're not universal experiences. Joe, you mentioned that when Kate mentions, oh, I'm just going to play her like a cockney, and you were like, oh, she's fine, she's fine. For me, it was when RuPaul asked Kate Bush if she has too much reverence for Kate Bush. You just say Bush I, this time. I said Bush twice. Yeah. I caught myself later. I am so sorry. God damn you, Mrs. Butch, for doing this to me this week. Um, but <laughs> she's like, she, she lives in the woods. She lives in the woods. Like, she's never going to see this. I, she and, said that, and you could feel Ru get offended, and she went, she lives in the woods. Because I think Rue is about to be like, she could see it. Sure, Jan. To be like, our show is very popular amongst Kate Bush. Kate Bush literally couldn't be asked to go to the Olympics to sing her song. Like, Wait, this, what? This woman's not. Yeah. Uh, when they did the London Olympics, they did Running Up That Hill. And it's definitely her version, but she's not doing it live. She's not there. So it's just so a recording of Running Up That Hill with dancers. And it's like. That's she good. said no. That's great. They asked her, and she said no. Rue, you know it's more likely Kate Shrub is watching your show. Is that a person? No. It's just smaller okay. than a bush. Shrubbery. Oh, um, that's that's why, because you just saw spam a lot. Yeah, it's on the mind. <laughs> and then, I think, is that everyone? Dee Dee's not doing Julia Fox. She's doing Lady C, who I've never heard of. Same. But she was on my favorite named show, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, as well as other things. 
So that show, it comes up a lot on the UK drag race. Not so much here. Is it not a thing in America? So I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here had one season here. It didn't go super well. Janice Dickinson was on it. Two of the people from the Hills were on it. And one of them very famously had a meltdown where he's like, I don't do reality TV. Give me a script and I'll learn it. But this is not what I do. While The Hills was still pretending to be reality television. I'm clutching my pearls. My goodness. I've learned Facts. something tonight. Um, but it's a very successful show in the UK where they just have like more. I think the UK has a lot more like fake celebrities that are well known and especially always has. Whereas like we just started getting that recently. And so they just had more celebrities to put on something like I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. When your nation is approximately 50,000 people, that's going to happen more. Yeah. Um, if, if, if 20 people knows who, know who someone is in the UK, they're legally obligated to go on a celebrity uh, reality competition. <laughs> but it's also just one of those things where I feel like there's a good part of them that are very much just like, oh, if I want to stay relevant, I have to do something like I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, or celebrity big brother. Yeah, that's, yeah. They have so many things that they make that there's just, there's always somebody who was on a TV show six years ago and now does the reality circuit. Or is Bag of Chips. Much better. The two genders. <laughs> um, But like, yeah, so uh, that's why, that, I think that's why the UK has a lot of great people to mine for this. While having yeah. people that are terrible for this, because RuPaul will not learn who they are. Oh, absolutely not. Like, yeah. no intention. To, RuPaul ever. is, like, RuPaul isn't going home and going, I wonder who the Snatch Game person is. Let me look them up. RuPaul is going home. Michelle's putting doing on sweatpants, Putting on sweatpants, turning on the Golden Girls, and then getting into their cryogenic chamber, <laughs> shutting the door. While the Golden Girls is playing, and then 12 hours later, they emerge. Are you implying- So, wait, is she watching the Golden Girls from the cryogenic chamber, or is it just there for background noise? Latter. Okay. Uh, did we mention Michael playing Catherine Tate real quick? Yes. Uh, vaguely. Okay. I mentioned it earlier, but not in a direct way. Yeah, so Michael is playing two Catherine Tate characters- who are not the only Catherine Tate character I necessarily know from the Catherine Tate show. I've never seen her show. It's is quite funny. She, is she, was she Donna? Yeah. Okay, that's where I know her from. Okay. Yeah. All right. I and she her. was on The Office. And she was on The British Office. No. Yes. I love her. She was oh. on The Office. The good one? Yeah. The American one? Yeah. My goodness. She's in like oh. one of the last seasons. She like takes over the company. She's the British woman who comes in and takes over the company. I stopped watching The Office. In like the last couple I've, seasons. I've never finished The Office. I'll, I'll admit it. Um. But yeah, no, Catherine Tate, uh, you brought up earlier the problem with Robin Williams, the problem with most comedians, and we see it here. Catherine Tate's a really rough one because she is a sketch comic, and doing a sketch comedy thing is insane because sketches are five minutes long and only tell one joke. Correct. If someone is a recurring sketch character, they have heightened every possible version of the one joke they tell. And if your sketch is on Drag Race, it's 20 minutes long and there's no jokes. <laughs> So these aren't our special guests. Well, one of them is, but our Snatch Game contestants are Carol Vorderman and Alexandra Burke. I don't know these women. They seem lovely. I just don't know them. I think they were both on The X Factor. Alexandra Burke was on The X Factor. Oh, like for singing? Was yeah. she a judge or contestant? The X Factor changed her life, so she was probably on it. I've never heard of her, but she had a song at the end of the episode. Yeah, I haven't heard of she her did. either. She did. Um... So right out the gate, I don't feel like we need to go through, like, every question and every answer or anything. I'm just going to give, like, my very first impressions when we started and where we ended with it. I was 
not loving ginger. I didn't get gingers for a while. And by the end, I was getting the joke. I just don't feel like it was that great. I thought it was a good joke, just not a great one. I don't think Ginger was as funny as they thought she was. I thought that she was fine. I thought she was just a little... It was the exact opposite of, like, the normal thing you do with an old lady, which is make her super, like, dirty. She made her super prude and then had her say dirty things. Yeah. But I think that... I think that other than her joke about under the priest's dong, I was just like, eh, this is all fine. I could take or leave most of these jokes. Um, at the same time, I think that Kate had an answer that yeah. flopped. Like, uh, Kate's guess answer, like, fully flopped. I think that the issue is the fact that, like, and this goes for Kate and Ginger, quite frankly, is just that they both kind of did this, like, long rambling thing, and it just kind of felt like Kate's was just consistently funny. But Ginger's was like, oh, this is meandering and going nowhere. Punchline. Yeah, it was It was very that. Where, like, Ginger probably had a funnier joke in all of her answers. Yeah. Kate never dropped the ball. Yeah. I will say, I think it's insane that RuPaul in Snatch Game said, can I call you Mrs. Doubtfire? I was like, Ru, stop saying the quiet part out loud. How unafraid of lawsuits are you? <laughs> Tamara. By the end, I was sure she was safe, but at the beginning, I was like, oh, girl, you're in danger. This is bad. The fact that she immediately went into the Southern accent, nobody laughed, and then they still were like, we're gonna put you high? It's like, Mm-mm. that's how bad the Snatch Game was. It was a mess. Well, it's funny because I was watching it, and I was like, oh, she's high for some reason. Oh, I knew she was high. I could tell she was gonna be high by the end of it because Michael was not gonna be high, and Car- uh, Cara was not going to be high, and it, no one was bad enough to be low. That's, yeah. Now, Kara, Kara to me was very interesting because I thought she had a great start. I thought she was hilarious with that opening bit of, is that camera on? Yeah, okay, is that, all right. Which, you know, always funny. Works for Jinx Monsoon's gonna work here. Uh, You're welcome for my presence and all that shit. Like, that was funny. It was very good. And then it just never really went anywhere. I mean, that's that's a lot of people who do, like, a stern person they probably know mostly from Twitter, mm-hmm. where, like, they have a few really good opulent moments, and then it's just, like, floating there. I mean, I think Kara had a really wonderful moment of uh, roasting LaToya Jackson and watching Rue struggle with the fact that, like, LaToya and him clearly aren't friends anymore and has she has not been on the show in years. She has not been on the show since she refused to go, Ivy Winters! <laughs> Last time on the show. Literally, so the weird. last time she was ever on the show was because she refused to do to admit that RuPaul was right. I mean, and then I've also, I mean, if you Google it, she absolutely doesn't go. Alan Winter. Like, I'm not googling that because I don't need that you, in my. You life. can, and it's just her saying a name very normally. <laughs> like, she was correct in how she said it. I don't know what year. What year? What, what year was Ivy Winters? Uh, season, season five, five 2013? 2012. 2012, 20, yeah, 2012, 2013, because season four was 2012. Yeah. I'm like, season Famously. season four was, I was in college, it was my first year. Season five was my second year in college, um, which is how years work. Okay, because I'm trying to remember, because I went to a WoW Christmas party, wow. and LaToya Jackson was there. Christmas party. But it had to have been, no, it was before, and it was probably around then, now that I'm thinking about it. But I just remember that my friend who took me was like, I really want to take a photo with LaToya Jackson, but a friend of mine did last year and accidentally pulled out a piece of her weave and got escorted out. How do you accidentally do that? <laughs> I That's don't insane. know. <laughs> That's insane. That's madness. That's for non. That's, That's, that's ins- attached Ugh. to her head. <laughs> 
Not very well. Nope. Clearly not. <laughs> Did they go to the people um, they went to uh, to put the white girl weaves in in America's Next Top Model? <laughs> <laughs> it might have gotten, like, attached to their watch or something. Still insane. I will say, this Snatch Game was the only point that RuPaul's ever said that Michelle Visage is a woman. That's true. I know. I wrote that down. I was like, oh, apparently only Joe is the only person who can call Michelle Visage a man. <laughs> I was just like, Vicky just truly was floundering the entire- There was no point so where you could tell- I truly was like, there's no point- I can't even tell what you were trying to do with this, Gorge. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, with Dee Dee, you knew she was never going to be good. And she knew she was never going to be good. She just didn't try. She, I think she, I think Dee Dee is aware that if she's not immediately Crystal Versace, she's, she is chaff. And she has been aware that she is chaff for weeks now. She mm. walked into this week defeated, and she exited this week shockingly not defeated. Yeah, it's been strange. And why does she look like Banksy? What? I can't be the only per. Okay, she looks like Crystal she now. Look- well, yeah, she's painting way more like Crystal than she used to. Yeah. Well, that I've been saying that since week two. But you said no, that at week I'm one, talk- actually. That's not the okay, truth, Ellen. I'm right. And she didn't paint like Crystal in week one. Crystal had good makeup throughout. <laughs> During the snatch game, while she's sitting there, all like it's like she's cosplaying Banksy, but poorly. Like she's doing the Trixie Mattel makeup and going up to her, going, "I'm you." That's all I could think because I could not. I don't know this character. I don't know the woman she's playing, this Lady C. She just looked like she was doing a bad Banksy cosplay to me. Oh, I thought she looked like she was doing Tony Collette in Hereditary. Oh, I thought she looked like she oh. was doing Lady Gaga in 20 years if she doesn't get work done. Like I said, Tony Collette in Hereditary. <laughs> How dare you? Tony Collette's beautiful and flawless. She is not in Hereditary when she's sleep deprived and yelling at her child about killing her other child. Um, and then they're and then they're wet and then they're on fire. God, that movie's so funny. And then her head's on an altar. That movie's so funny, guys. If you didn't have shitty parents, that movie doesn't hit right. I had... I'm just saying it now. Okay. Oh, wow. Then that movie <laughs> we'll should have hit. Uh... <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. Was there anything else during the Snatch Game that really, like, stuck out to either of you? No, it was fine. I don't think Snatch Games are that interesting to talk about. Like, I think that's kind of the the thing about Snatch Game that makes it so interesting is that it it is the flagship of the show and they can't get rid of it because it is the episode everyone watches, which is why, like, placing a Snatch Game so early last season was a bad idea. But that's also why you put Snatch Game second in All-Stars 2 because it gets people watching All-Stars. Yeah. So it's a double-edged sword. But... It's fine. There's not a lot you can say about it. It's always fun to watch. Um, And like Snatch Game is one of those things where it's like, man, I wish I would. I always wish I was watching Snatch Game at a bar because it is just actually a delight. Yeah. I'm, Snatch Game is better with a group or with someone else. Like watching it by yourself is just kind of like, eh, I guess it's funny. Yeah. There yeah. was literally a point when I, I got distracted by something and I fully like watched a 10 minute YouTube video in between jokes on Snatch Game. Because I was like, this is fine. It's not gripping. It's not. It's really not. And we get to Elimination Day and, you know, we have the obligatory gotta faff around to fill in the hour-long uh, episode. Dee Dee and Vicky are both like, so we're in the bottom this week, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tamara shows off her first time in drag. Oh which my god. I thought Tamara was a baby queen. I thought she'd said something early about being pretty recent in drag or maybe Kara said something about Tamara recently starting drag 
And I don't know if she took like a break in between doing I'm 16 and I'm winning competitions that are like dance competitions and drag or what. But I love baby Tamara. Yeah. I thought it was the cutest thing. I, also I thought love... it was the cutest fucking thing. Agree. And I also love that it was her dance teacher who put her in drag. Yeah. I I love that we got to see her original face. <laughs> Michael made that joke too. I know. I stole it. Which, come on, pot kettle. Yeah. I um, mean well, you you could say you could say uh the pot's calling the kettle's heart black. Cause the runway this week no. <laughs> um <laughs> what was that? I was trying to get to she's Michael was the black heart on the runway. I was oh, gonna say right. I was gonna you're say right. has Michael had work done and I was like, because Michael just David, I don't know how to tell you this, but Raven's white and Michael's had so much work done. I have a I have a more important question. Do we yes. think Michelle had her makeup artist actually do Madonna on her face a little bit this week? Maybe. Because she possibly was doing Madonna faces and I was like, oh, you look more like Madonna than you actually do. Fair. And also her outfit was I mean, her face might have said Madonna, but her outfit was Lil' Kim. And Rue looked like she was ready to, uh, you know, turn the letters around on Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> well, we never talk about RuPaul's look unless we do. Never. Every week. Never. Well, she was a redhead. I don't remember. I literally, she was. I somehow fully blocked out RuPaul's look this week. She was wearing, she was had a red wig and a green dress in honor of the 20th anniversary of Wicked, which she did not know was happening. And it was just a very good coincidence. What does the red wig have to do with that? Popular. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I'm like Glinda's um, not a Glinda's not a redhead in the Wicked stage show, just in the Wizard of Oz movie. No, but Nessa Rose is. That just depends on your Nessa. Nessa doesn't have like a standard hair color. Fair. But she, she looked like Vanna White. That's what that I was. I was well, literally while you two were. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> while you two were having your musical discussion again, we're not a musical podcast. I was just like, who was that woman? Who's on Wheel of Fortune? Who's the lady on Wheel of Fortune? Vanna White. She was she was Vanna the Grey, but then she slayed, slew, slew the Balrog and became Vanna White. <laughs> I don't know why that tickles me so much right now. Because <laughs> it's late. Yes. Uh, so, category this week is Heart-Ons. Heart Did any of these get your heart on fire? Well, let's talk about it. Almost all of them are hearts glued onto a corset was this a reference to like the judas video or something why are was start- she like are we starting with tomorrow tomorrow yes. i'm yes, like trying so to figure out, comes out why she went like churchy i couldn't tell if it was church or nurse no it was a nurse outfit it was a nurse, it was outfit. A nurse. The, the shoulders say nurse. church well it doesn't matter she takes it off halfway through and then she has a like heart that's like strapped to the court it was just a corset Right. It was just a corset. It just had literally had a physical heart that she was holding. And then she had nice shoes. Nice shoes. Beautiful shoes. It, I mean, she also was giving me Lola from Kinky Boots. Eh. I mean, I love that hair on her. That wig was good. I think because it was just a bland red corset, it was Lola and Kinky Boots, but it wasn't much yeah. else. Fair. It was such a nothing look, and they could not stop slobbering on her knob about it. It drove me nuts. Yeah. yeah. And then directly after it, we have doing the most in the ugliest outfit. Vicky Vivacious. Vicky Vivacious. I did not like this. I don't know if I like it or not. I wasn't a fan. Uh, she was trying. I literally had the thought when she walked out, it sucks to have an outfit you can't change the shoes for on a week you know you're going to lip sync. Yeah, that was a weird choice, because... 
And it wasn't even like well, she literally, I'm surprised I'm lip syncing. I don't think she, she could knew. change those shoes. Like I don't think no, she has. You can't. She doesn't have velour shoes in every size. <laughs> if only she did. There's a lot about the outfit I like. There's a lot I dislike. But something I hated was the weird transparency around the shoulder area. I actually didn't mind the transparency. I liked the outfit from the neck up. The makeup's flawless. I don't want to hear any shit about that makeup. I actually have one note on the makeup. I think that she should have added just a little bit of uh, red mascara under the white lash to give definition because it was just a lot of white on white. And so her eye got lost in the makeup. Yeah. And she needed some definition, and the only other definition she was using was red. So just a touch of red up there would have allowed you to see it a little better. I want to be offended and keep the joke up, but you're absolutely right. That would have that would have been a lot. I don't know how to do makeup, but I know how to give notes. I'm I'm the Michelle Visage of this podcast. <laughs> People keep joking I'm a man and I'm a not. Yeah, also true. They turned the corner and they had those giant hearts, uh, peplum sleeves. I don't know what you call them, poofs. And I loved it. But then they turned to the side and I'm like, I hate this all of a sudden. I didn't like the outfit. It was just not cute. Um... I don't know, like, I've seen Queen of Hearts, and it just didn't do it for me. Like, I don't really have much to say, except it just didn't do it for me, and I didn't particularly like anything about it, and it just was fine. Yeah. I It was one of those things where I looked at it, it was like, I feel like I'm supposed to like this outfit a lot, which is why it's more disappointing that I just don't. Yeah. There's versions of that outfit that I would drool over, just not that one. Yeah. I think maybe if, like, there were more, like, cutouts, if there was some, if there was a reveal to it, if something came with it, I think it'd be cool. Speaking of reveals. <laughs> what was Kate thinking when she put this on? I liked it. I liked it, too. I mean, I like a Gautier moment, so. You know what's insane? That you liked it. That's what's insane. I think this is my second favorite one ray of the week. That's not You are deranged. I did not like You are sick with COVID. You need to go lie down. <laughs> I don't think I hear I want to be clear. I don't think that is praise for this runway. I think it is a good example of how bad this runway was. That's fair. <laughs> I thought that she told a I thought there was a cute silhouette to it. I liked the heart cutout. I liked the heart cutout on the butt. I thought that like did it make you silhouette? I I liked the way that she padded in it. I didn't like the way she did, drew her eyebrows, but other than that, nothing about... I was like, this is a great... This is a fantastic runway for RuPaul's Drag Race Season 2. What, are you saying she found it at Wet Seal? I'm saying uh, I'm saying that this is the type of runway that makes Laganja Estranja scream at a door to Lotto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just... I, But I also don't dislike it. Like, they hate it. And I thought it was fine. It was cute. I think it's cute. Here's my thing with it. I do not think it's good. I think this might have cost Kate the challenge, to be perfectly honest. No. They put a stupid person music behind her for one of her answers. That's what cost her the challenge. That is absolutely true. Like, but, the second we heard that, like, elephant tuba music, I was like, <laughs> I was like, damn it. Damn it, Kate. She hadn't even spoken yet, and I was like, you ruined it! We were rooting for you! We were all rooting for you! We were rooting for you! We were all rooting for you! I will say, though, I like that she had a very different take on the look. Look, She's not a fucking... A lot of people just did literal hearts. Or on corsets. Hearts on it's something. just yeah. hearts on corsets. I do like that she went a different direction. 
I just wish do you think it's a money issue or a taste issue? I think it's money. I think that most of her looks were purchased. I think it's taste. I think it is an issue less of taste, and I think it is an issue of not knowing designers and mm-hmm. not like literally her wetsuit look was a $30 Amazon like yeah. wetsuit. When she actually made a look in in the workroom, we got to see her taste level in a very different way, and it was quite good. I think she just actively is not someone who... I think that there is a high likelihood that Kate was like, I have the $10,000 they're giving me for this show, and I have to stretch that not only through, like, outfits, but also wigs and, like, shoes. Like, I think Kate actually needed to build up a drag wardrobe versus other people who are like, I have a lot of stuff in my closet right now that I use regularly that i can bring onto the show out of curiosity why did no one make the joke kate tush oh yeah that's a that's a gimme what would have been kate touch <laughs> uh, so next up was michael mabruli ayo uh and they're an emo heart emoji meh i like yeah, it was fine it was cute for what it was it's one of those things where it's like michael has done such good stuff I, so i'm judging kate against kate and i'm judging michael against michael so i think that's fair kate delivered her second best runway this week not saying much i i think my only problem with it is no heelys okay <laughs> well every look needs heelys i'm gonna stand by that one but okay um so vander von odd does this one performance and i swear i'm going somewhere with this vander von odd does this one performance where she comes out and she's wearing chains and she's wearing a dollhouse, and the chains kind of fall off, and she opens the dollhouse, and there's a beating heart. It's beautiful. It's stunning. She does it to a Florence and the Machine song, so sold. I wanted this- Vander is better at drag than most people who do drag race. Vander's one of the best drag queens of all time. I'll stand by that one. But I wanted this heart to break. I wanted the heart to break. I wanted there to be a reveal. I wanted there to be an element of that. And instead, it's just a pretty cool-looking black heart with little tiny hands. I got little hands. I was about to say, there was, there was a reveal. It was jazz hands. Yeah, hands. the hands were weird. I thought that it could have also a beat. I think the fact that none of the hearts were beating, I was like, oh, that's lame. If you're going to do something so lackluster, put a cool, literally buy like a little like air compressor and just like let it pump a little bit. Yeah, or like a light that just flickers. But I I will say that it was Well, you don't want to do lights because unless you are Mohart and you know to go to the camera person and say, turn off the lights right now. I'm about to change the world. I'm about to light up your life. Do you love that she did- Do you love that she did that and then they made it a runway the next season? Mohart should have won her first All-Stars. I stand by that. She should win most All-Stars. Even when she's not on. I will say that the outfit was very reminiscent of, like, Lee Bowery and, like, early Club Kids. And that I thought oh, was absolutely. cool. Yeah, oh, it was, that I see. It was definitely Club Kid. I just, by the end of it, I there was no there was nothing to it that was interesting or that I kept, my eyes kept dancing around on. Whereas, like, the postcard was something where, yeah. like, I looked at every bit of it. Um, and, like, the runway portion of that was actually a lot simpler. It just was so stunning to stare at. Well, or the say, Spice Girls. Yeah, I was going to say, like, at this point, she's probably done all the best runways for me, personally. And I, hope not. I mean, even last week, she just did drag perfection. Yeah. Like, like, I think there's a level of, like, hopefully she still has more of those. And this was just, like, a bold moment. 
Well, I mean, yeah. I, I think that it's one of those things where it's like all of her stuff was top tier and this was maybe like a step down, but it was still a step higher than more pe- most people. But also Speaking imagine having your worst runway on Snatch Game and not being good at Snatch Game. Yeah. Oh, like Dee Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was Dee Dee? What is this? This is a corset with ugly felt heart plushies, like stretched. It has fringe. It has clouds. It has chopsticks. I was gonna say it has it's chopsticks. Ready for <laughs> it's it was. Gosh, it, I think part. it's what she said. You know, if she thought she was getting eliminated, and she was gonna go for for a nice sushi afterwards. I just. Uh, I, I think they call it a, a sushi takeaway. <laughs> I will take this look away. <laughs> please uh, yeah it's just one of those things where i was like but you know she put on her dancing shoes you know she glued that wig on like 16 times yeah. oh that glue no she duct taped her head pinned it glued it waited for it to dry glued it again like she was positive like if i'm gonna go down i'm 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 shocked she didn't wig reveal in this look like on the runway or during her lips well no no during her lip sync I'm, sh- I'm shocked she didn't have a bigger wig to wig reveal because she had had a wig malfunction. So it would have been cool if she'd done. Honestly, I think ever I think the greatest wig reveal we've had in years is still the Evie Oddly. My wig fell off. Just fucking kidding. Yeah. I thought Tamara lost her wig. Did Tamara lose? No. In episode one, someone had a wig. Dee-dee. I thought it was Tamara who had a wig problem. Dee Dee. Dee Oh, whatever. Um, Tamara I... was there. I will say that I genuinely think that like her face looked beautiful and she looked like Satine from Moulin Rouge. Uh, I just she thought she looked stunning. This was her most Crystal Versace makeup she's done so thus yeah. far. I think she's better looking. I think she does better makeup than Crystal, but that's just me. Well, Crystal uh, has more work done, so she doesn't have to do as much makeup. Crystal also has a smaller head. She's got that little tiny pinhead, l- l- tiny bird head. All seventy-five percent fillers at this point. <laughs> And the rest is water. Speaking of water. And the rest is drag. <laughs> speaking of drag, I don't know why I said speaking of water. The heart doesn't pump water. We have a literal fucking heart. Ginger's wearing a fucking heart. I don't know what this is. It's ugly. It's, it's ugly. an anatomical so, heart meets Jessica Rabbit. Sure, I but it's ugly. It, I actually it's think awful. what you just said could be cool. Make this a gown. A gown would be nice. Yes. Like, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's just ugly. It's boring. It's ugly. It's predictable. I don't really like it. It reminds me how much I don't like Ginger's drag. Like, the very simple thing is that if there's a queen who should be getting held back more by her drag aesthetic, it is Ginger Johnson, who (laughs) is a taste issue, not a money issue. Well, I don't think this is bad. I, like, okay, it's ugly. But I like it. I like this. Did kind of you just ugly... say it's ugly, but I like it, so it's not bad? What? Let, hear me out. Hear me out. I think it's very club kid and very ugly intentionally so. I do think a gown would be better because it wouldn't give her a fupa, but. I just think it's poorly constructed. Yeah. Like, I think, like, I think the biggest problem, it's one of those things where I'm like, I know that she made this herself. Um, but to quote Michelle Visage talking about Adore's hair and All Stars too, that proves you've done something. 
Ouch. It's one of the, it's it reminds me of like when Cynthia Kiss at the beginning of Canada's uh Drag Race season two was like, Me and my boyfriend made all of this together and our runway our runways are like a testament to our love and then every runway she had was bad. <laughs> That's so dark. So dark. It was iconic. It was so funny. Um I I'm obsessed with that moment. Speaking of dark and iconic. I don't want to hear anything. Jesus Tara fucking, fucking this. That's why I said my second favorite runway. Oh my god. Oh my fucking god. Happy Halloween, everybody. I know uh, it was last week. I don't care. Holy she shit. Bit the heart. It was, it was so the good. Heart. I would what watch this from? horror movie. It feels... This feels like an updated Silent Hill. Yeah. Not like she's referencing Silent Hill, but like she... It feels like all of the horror references she's ever consumed in her life turned into this, but it literally feels like a monster that should be in a good, like, Silent Hill game. Mm -hmm. For me, it's just like, I've seen sexy vampires. We all have seen sexy vampires. You're romancing a Sterion. I'm, I'm romancing a vampire in my video game. Uh, and I just binged uh, Interview with a Vampire. Fucking great show, by the way. You need to watch that. The same. This is the sexiest vampire. It's just so It's so good. Cool. It's very, very it, good. It feels different. The way that, the way she, like, the way she used white face paint is stunning. She looks, she looks like Zendaya in this. I see that. Like, I see that. like I would watch whatever movie this character is in. If this was a movie that happened in, like, one of those, like, March horror films gets released. It would be the Halloween costume of every gay in WeHo. <laughs> this would have been the Megan of the year it was released. It's so good. Mm. <laughs> it's hey, solid. It's titanium. Vampires. <sighs> oh God. Uh, but David, you're the one with the degree in vampires. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Because obviously we love it. But... I mean, I thought it was beautiful. I really, really liked it. Um, it was giving me more painting the roses red from Alice in Wonderland than Vampire. Um, I will say, I didn't get, like, Vampire. I just got Horror. Yeah. Fair. Like, I kind of got, like, a Horror Queen of Hearts painting the roses red moment. I just love any time. I think this is, like, so anytime you do something that actively destroys your look a little bit, I'm on board. Yeah. So, like, breaking that heart and, like, actually staining her garment, stunning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was it was just a full vibe. I was very into it. Unless kind you're of... um oh god, what's her name? Bimini, who garment ruin revealed just didn't work. Well that if it had worked, it would have been great. And it yeah, did it. it so it wasn't. And so she was safe for Rats of the Rusical when she should have been high. You just reminded me. Season seven had my favorite runway concept that utterly bombed, and that was Death Becomes Her. But Max came out with her heart in a box and then just slammed on her chest and then it started bleeding. That and was cool. That, this is that. This, yeah. the, like, this is in that realm of like, mm -hmm. oh, I love it. Uh, and then Max got yelled at for wearing uh, gray hair again. Michelle, be a blonde for a week, then we'll talk. <laughs> Hateful. I'm allowed. Hey, Michelle was a blonde when she was in um when she was in oh god what was her girl group called destiny six uh, seduction seduction s club seven after the runway they get to the judging and wait i want to know because you guys read me so hard <laughs> what was your second favorite look oh oh uh well my first 
because we're all cl Top clearly Team Kara, but I said my second favorite look was Kate. Tell me a better look than that. No, I'd have to agree with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe the black I, I, heart, I, but like maybe. I was going to say Michael's my second favorite. Michael had such a weird take. Like I wanted way more from it and I expect more from Michael. But honestly, if someone else came out with this, I'd be like, you win. You win this week. I love it. <laughs> I'm an easy sell. All right. Just give me something fun. Kara and Michael were both safe this week. And, yes. Uh, yeah, makes sense. It was one of those things where like, yep, go back there. They have nothing to talk to you. Oh, Michael changed characters uh, between Catherine Tate characters. I had a moment where I went, Catherine Tate's characters aren't very different. If these are <laughs> if these are good impressions of them, then she doesn't do very many different things with her characters. I don't know. I didn't. I just thought she was fine and her eyebrows were insane. Yeah, I was like, I've never seen the Catherine Tate shirt. Yeah. I mean, I will say, having watched the Catherine Tate show, a lot of her characters are like, the yelling angry one like she has a lot of she has a very specific comedic style that is quite good and like her writing team is great but like i don't think she does more than like my character yell so she's just constantly doing the simmer down now lady yeah it's very it's very the the first time she played donna where she's like kind of yelling and just doing like a shtick and then she played it for a season and was like i'm going to dig into this character you're gonna see acting theater and she killed it and that's why she's the best doctor who companion and that's why i'm excited about that show coming back but this is not a doctor who podcast it could be though we'll talk about that but yeah during the judging they just slobber all over ginger's knob they slobber over they love this runway tomorrow they love tomorrow oh, so much tomorrow gets significantly better notes than kate which makes no sense yeah like like to the point where i was like if they they fortunately, when they did the callouts, called it in an order that implies Kate was second place. Um, and I know there aren't places unless you're um, Lux and Lucy, but the way that they like, called order was that like, Tamara, you're safe. We now have a top two. Ginger, you win. Kate, you're safe. But like, yeah, Kate got such rough notes. It's just so disheartening when you know you're like, babes, at this point, this is what she brought. Like, yeah, if you're going to just keep her around and you've decided that you need to have a higher you need to have spent more money to be on this show where we only give you badges like it just makes me mad it makes me angry i get very upset about this it's funny because also like an untucked kate kind of says something where she's like i know who i am and i know who my character is and if it's just not working for them it's just not working for them and I think that that speaks volumes because at the end of the day, it kind of, to me, shows that, like, to an extent, it is taste level. It's not necessarily a money thing. And... Well, no, she didn't say... She said, I brought what I brought. Yeah. She said, at this point, I brought what I brought. And I like what I brought. And I'm proud of it. Yeah. Um, but that's also I think just her saying, like, I am who I am. Because it's one of those things where it's like, I don't think that there's anything about her that's saying, like, oh, I brought the wrong gown. Or I brought... It's just, this is who she is. And her runways have been like showing this is who she is again i just think that like we are seeing somebody who is doing drag race on a budget which is not something we've seen in a minute yeah um especially not someone who's gone this far and has this much of like yeah. it's it's one of those things where typically when someone does drag race on a budget they have a few like legacy pieces that are just absolutely stunning but it seems like with kate maybe there was nothing she had in her closet that fit any of these briefs. And so she's just kind of, maybe that first runway 
which was by far the best thing she's worn. It is. And then everything else has felt like she's had to, like, it has felt like everything she got she had to purchase for the show in a way that, like, is very Chi-Chi Devane kind of making everything ramsackle last minute. Yeah. Don't tell me you don't have enough money to do drag. Michelle, that is the worst thing Michelle has ever said. God. In the 200 seasons of Drag Race, she has been a judge on. Because, like... Like, that was so fucking... One, that's cruel. Two, that's wrong. Three, that's stupid. And with the finger, too. But, like, it's also one of those things where it's, like, having enough money to, like, do Drag Race in early seasons was just a different thing. Yeah. Like, season seven changed the game in a lot of ways and just the entirety of the runways got a lot better and then we kind of saw that in season eight where like bad runways got judged a lot harsher and then by season nine yeah you cannot win anymore if you're not also a fashion girly unless you have a very specific aesthetic yeah and like i think drag race is weaker for it i think that like Mm -hmm. in general as much as i love the simones of the world and the willow pills like, I don't know. Sometimes you look at Jack- Jackie Cox and you're like, man, you should have had a much better run. And you just didn't because they didn't like anything you wore. Honestly, I think that's why I like Ginger. I think Ginger's very talented. But I think this is why I'm so angry. And I'll I'll just be angry. I don't need to find a better word for it. About Kate. Like, yeah, yeah. she's talented. She's doing so well. And they're never going to give her a cookie or a flower a win yeah or, or a, a badge win. or a badge or a badge because well you don't have the looks and it's like guys there's more to it than that you've made it perfectly clear there's more to it than that yeah when did we lose the plot yeah uh i mean it's one of those things of i think in the uk there's especially something to it after the i don't want to see any goddamn h&m like i think that was a moment that like reverberates through the series in a way that i that i think just weakens a lot of the stuff yeah um because like yeah i think that kate could have been the winner this week kate should have been the winner had she won this week her edit in the snatch game would have been tighter and it would have edited her to win yeah when they put the elephant tuba music in you just know she's losing but if they put funny music behind that and then showed a clip of brew laughing I, i like have you ever seen those edits where someone will just take like irene's talent show and then set it to the way that they edit things that do well and like oh, yeah. it it plays like yeah. they would have done that they would have and yeah. it would have been great yeah but that's not what happened ginger wins kate's number two she gets second place safe tamara's safe and then we get to our bottom two which we all knew it was Didi and vicky and the song is heartbreak on hold by alexandra burke and i think that vicky heard the title of this song and didn't listen to it because she does not know the tone that she's supposed to go for at all like this lip sync Didi was so fucking good she was so good she killed it yeah i like last week i watched Didi murder on the dance floor and you better not kill the groom don't kill the groom she did kill the groom they're not gonna go across route 66 now she ate his heart it was one of those things where it was just like last week we saw dd do a lip sync to like a kind of a lackluster song and it was like oh she's destroying this much subtler performance but it's not like anything crazy and then this i was like oh dd's like a star oh yeah dd 
is and it's so weird because Dee Dee, when she lip syncs, I see it. Yeah, she's so alive. She's so fun. The way she moves her mouth while lip syncing is so correct. Mm -hmm. There's a level of heightened realism to Dee Dee when she lip syncs that's not there when she's in normal drag. The energy is oh. I mean, it's funny because I was, like, watching. I was like, okay, I guess this is the week that Dee Dee's going home. Like, it was nice knowing you, Dee Dee. And then I, I saw too. this lip yeah. sync, and I was like, oh, shit. They, like, like, there was a moment where I truly was like, if Vicky stays, I'm going to throw hands. I'm going to be pissed. And, like, wait, I was, was it the fake death drop? No, it was everything. Literally everything she did, someone screamed. And I was like, if they do all this and then try to say that Vicky wins because she, like, got two laughs at the end. I'm going to be so mad. I will say, she has had a wardrobe malfunction every time she's danced because she <laughs> pulled down her top to show her pasties, had them one of her pasties one off, and her, and her nipple, her boy nipple was just there. <laughs> it was a cute boy nipple, though. Dee Dee's not bad looking. I don't oh, he's cute. I mean, they're a toddler. I don't know. They're 20. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, no, that's a toddler. They remind like, me of, like— Anyone below uh, 25 is a toddler. I, I agree, no. When she pulled the chopsticks out, that was the stupidest, funniest thing. And it was so like, good. oh, perfect. I did have a moment of being like, I know that she can move better in this, but she did reveal into just the world's ugliest <laughs> ill-fitted corset. <laughs> Just the tiniest little wrap. She did. She did. It was such a... It was a reveal into nothing. She was revealed... there was something. She revealed into, like, a pair of panties that she'd pulled up to her nipples. <laughs> they, they started out as granny panties. She's just, like, it was a wedgie. wedgied them up. <laughs> she revealed into a wedgie. Yep. She revealed into, like, a very large cloth diaper. But, like, absolutely stunning. And at the end of this lip sync, two queens with badges. And I want to point out, four queens have solo win badges at this point, and half of them are gone. It's wild. Yeah. And two queens without badges are still there. Did y'all see Michael's face when they announced that Vicky is going home, though? Uh, gutted. Rotted. Yeah. Destroyed. Broke my heart. Like, she is... You can see the devastation, like... Well, that's that's her girl. Yeah. I mean, but they just did that to Kate, so why don't they do that to Michael, too? I mean, I think that both of them are going to start, you know, um, donating to everyone's new favorite charity, Queens Without Badges. <laughs> Hi, welcome to this toxic fandom. A staunch supporter of Queens Without Badges. <laughs> In the arms of a drag queen. For just a Five cents an hour. Far you too can help here, specifically in the UK. <laughs> I can't. I can't keep doing this. In I'm sorry. If you give enough tin, we can make a badge for Cheryl Hall. We'll find <laughs> and she can finally have badge. her Stop. own badge. Stop. Here. I'm begging you. I'm going down. It won't be a real badge, but it'll be a fake badge. Oh, Britannia! And if you want to see if any of the queens without badges win next week, tune in to This Toxic Fandom. You can find us on all our social medias. The show is at This Toxic Fandom. Stephen Pope is at Pro Hobbit Pope. David Gorn is at David J. Gorn. And I'm at Joe Lee Green Giant. And if you like us, tell a friend. If you really like us, tell your friend with benefits. And if you think we're just okay, 
Give the bitch a fucking badge. And if you want to give us our badges, make sure to leave that in a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcast. And until next time, <laughs> stay toxic. You guys killed me. Of the queen, in the arms of the drag queen, we can maybe make her a bad.